Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Chris Marler joining us on the phone lines. He is the host of the Saturday Football Uncensored podcast and friend of the show. And Chris, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little under the weather, but I think uh, you know, I think it's probably just me being a little bit what I call seasonal depression because college football season just ended. Um, this is always a sad time of year. Yeah, well, aren't you a Bama guy though? Like, you should be pretty happy right now. <laughs> I am very happy for Alabama. I just, I, I love the sport in general, um, and I just, I, it, like, I, I love that Army Navy game so much for a lot of reasons, but it also signifies like the end of the season, which always kind of bums me out, but. Yeah, you know, we got bowl games coming up, which is always fun, and should be a should be a fun December. Are there any bowl games that stand out to you leading up to the playoff that you're interested in, or do you just kind of sit down and watch each one, and enjoy it for what it is? Um, you know, I think there's, there's probably a couple. That, the Arizona and and Oklahoma Alamo Bowl, for whatever for whatever reason, the the Alamo Bowl and the Holiday Bowl, they just don't miss. They just don't miss on those games every single year that seem to hit uh, and, are, and are always a lot of fun. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's, it's two teams that have been really good at times of the season. And, and Oklahoma, you can, I mean, you can make the case for Arizona. Uh, you know, that's a team that's 9-3. They got a two-point loss against um, two-point loss against USC when they were a top-10 team. They got a, a, a double overtime loss in Week 2 to Mississippi State. Uh, you can make the case they, they could easily be 11-1. Uh, this season. So I'm looking forward to that. Then, you know, there's several SEC games as well. This should be a lot of fun. Now, I'm curious of your opinion on it, Chris. We know that the playoff is going to be expanding to 12 teams. We don't need to go into that. That's been talked about enough as far as uh, if it was right or wrong or whatever. But I'm curious because they've always added bowl games randomly over the past however many years. It's so much so that sometimes even win, uh, teams that don't even have a winning record get in. But do you think with the playoff expansion happening, do you see ever an occasion to where they're going to continue to add bowl games? Like, do you think that they'll still be – more games getting added, whether it's for sponsors or for locations or anything. Or you think that slows down because of the expansion? I so they only add these bowl games because they seemingly make money. And every single year, I, and I love them. I, I get excited that we get to watch all forty of them for the most part. But every year they they add these games, and it's because they make money. And I have never understood where they're actually making the money from because like it's not like the stadiums are packed out. It, it, it's you know it, like. It, it's very, very confusing. I mean, that's, like I said, I think we all love to watch a lot of these in, in the holiday season. Um, there's nothing like that week after Christmas where time is not real, and it could be Tuesday or it could be February. We don't know. And you sit there and you're like, oh, look, it's 2 o'clock, and Minnesota is playing some directional school from, you know, Arizona. I'm going to put money on this or whatever. Um, I, I don't know how they would add more bowl games to it. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, like, you don't want to continue to dilute it, but they've been doing that ever, you know, since uh, the playoff began. It seems that it has not mattered at all. What do you think of the matchup of the Orange Bowl? A couple of teams in there, Georgia-Florida State, who had cases to be in the college football playoff this year, and they were both left out, but now they have a matchup against each other. Yeah, I tell you what, this, this game could be, like, could be so good for so many reasons. It just depends on, on who wants to show up, who's going to show up. Um, I'm really both sides because I think that there's you could look at this and say like you know like these teams are going to have a chip on their shoulder and especially Florida State who deserve to feel like they deserve to have been in um, and and Georgia I mean you know like I feel like like we just kind of assumed as soon as as soon as they lost the game like oh yeah well they're out 
and you kind of take a step back and you're like, hold on, this team won 29 straight games and two back-to-back national championships, and they lost by three to a playoff team on a neutral site, and now they're out. Uh, I, I think it could be a lot of fun. I, I, I wish that both teams were fully healthy. Probably wish they would just like postpone it for like February and make both teams play fully healthy just for the fans. But um, you know, I, I do think that Georgia is a team that does seem to bounce back well, and and I think that you can you can motivate all you want for Mike Norvell and say you should have been in the playoff. Um, I don't think this game will dictate whether they should have been in or whether they should not have been in. But I, I just can't see it going super well for, for Florida State. Speaking with Chris Marler here on Out of Bounds of the Saturday Football Uncensored podcast on Out of Bounds. So, uh, Chris, another thing that uh, we were kind of talking about from last night's game in the NFL with the Dolphins and, of course, the Titans. I haven't seen anything like it because it really hasn't happened. The fact that they had a team that had a two-touchdown lead with under three minutes to go and they lost in regulation. Uh, what, what would you say as a college football aficionado of yourself or just a sports fan in general – What's the worst type of way to lose a football game? Like it, it, you could just take your pick. What do you think is the most demoralizing as a fan to lose a football game? What's the worst? Okay, so I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I was sick yesterday, and I went to bed very early. Oh, um, I missed all of this. What 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 happened? First <laughs> off, well, you had uh, basically. Long story short, the Tennessee Titans were. Hadn't played well. Lil Levis was quarterback. The Dolphins were up 27-13 to with under three minutes to go. Titans were able to score a touchdown, get it, go for two, and get it. Uh, suddenly, they're only down by six, and then they have all three timeouts. They're able to get the ball back, have four-play drive down oh the field, and score another touchdown, kick the extra point, and win 28-27. to So, uh, just that's awful. Yeah, so it's a pretty bad way. So that's what we were saying. Like, what's the worst way to lose a game if that's if if that's not it? I can give you two examples, and I'm just trying to think, just randomly out of my back pocket, without even thinking about it. One would be just say, I don't know, you're you're tied with your rival, and you're undefeated, and have won three of the last four national championships with a chance to go to a a win a fourth in five years, and um, you run out of bounds. And they put an extra second back on the clock, and you decide to attempt a 57-yard field goal uh, with a kicker that's been erratic all year. And then you miss that field goal, and for whatever reason, they uh, the other team decides to put a backup defensive back uh, right over the goalpost, and he runs it back 109 yards and, and ruins your entire season. And mm. life, to be that one was pretty tough. The other way I would say is, I'll, and I'll be very specific with this one: if it's fourth and 31, if it's fourth and 31, and you decide, you know what? All 11 of you guys on defense, I want all of you to, to have some sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Purpose. I want, most of you have some kind of purpose on this play, except for you, number nine. I want you to just sit in the middle and spy the quarterback for no reason on 14 31 and just kind of wave back and forth in front of them without really doing much. I think that would be the worst way to lose. Who's the best team in college football? And if it's Bama, make the case for them, but then take Bama out of the equation and make the case for another team. So I, I don't think it's Bama necessarily because they have so many flaws. They just seem to overcome those flaws each and every week. It's been a lot of fun to watch the, the development of the team. I think at the beginning of the year, you heard a lot of people say that Saban was probably done because he couldn't keep up with the NIL stuff or you know whatever reasons they wanted to make up in their heads. They're just tired of watching Bama win, which is understandably so. Like I hate the Yankees. I get it. Um, but I think that one thing that's been very interesting to watch this year is that they have that he's had to finally start coaching again, which sounds kind of dumb, but like he's had to start coaching, coaching these kids again. 
And since that's happened, um, I think it's kind of rejuvenated them a little bit. So I don't know if they're the best team. Uh, you could throw out Michigan because of a stats and number standpoint. They, they've been really good. They've kind of played anybody for the last few weeks of the year. So I don't know how good they could be. Um, I will say this. Washington, we have chosen for whatever reason, as a, as a country, as a committee, all of the above, we have chosen to just sleep on Washington all year long. And I don't really know why, because they've been – so consistently good. They played more teams that were ranked at the time of uh, playing them than any other team in the, in the top four of the playoffs um, throughout the season. And all they did was win the entire time. They just didn't win by the style points that we wanted to see. So I think you can make the case that, that they are. Um, but also, here's the other thing, too. People have, have uh, seemingly forgotten about Texas as just a, kind of like an add-in to where, like, oh, yeah, well, they, you know, they're kind of like linked to Bama for so many reasons about getting in the playoffs. Anytime you talk about Texas and talk about season season, you want to talk about offense and how great they are on offense. That defense for Texas is legit. That defense for Texas is legit. So I think that they are also a really good football team. I wouldn't be surprised if any four of those teams won. I know that didn't answer your question literally at all. <laughs> um, but it, it, I'll, I'll answer this. How about this? Anybody but Michigan. Anybody but Michigan. Okay, that's fair. That's fair because I was even thinking about how many teams have beaten Texas or beaten Alabama twice in a year. Has that happened under Nick Saban? I'm going to beat him once in a year. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. Beating him, uh, beating him once is tough enough. How about twice? I mean, Louisiana Monroe probably would have done it in 2007. Hmm. If they had a revenge game, I think Louisiana Monroe was a really good team that year. They probably would have jumped on him again. But, um, no, it has not happened yet. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. That's my whole thing about Texas and Alabama. So maybe Texas' best bet is to face off against uh, Michigan, if that's the case. But either way, it's going to be a great playoff, and it's going to be a great time, a great bowl season. And Chris, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the bowl season, man. We'll catch up with you later down the road. All right. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate it.